Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on our program, we have Laura Limix. Now, Laura, we've met before, but I've forgotten. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay, I'm married and my husband's name is John. And we have three children. Our oldest is our son, Levi, who's 26 and lives in the Des Moines area. And then we have a daughter, Addie, who's 22 and just started grad school this fall in the Kansas City area. And our youngest is Rachel and she is a sophomore in college. And it's Rachel's birthday today. Yes, it is Rachel's birthday today. So the reason I wanted you to come to the program is because when we had lunch previously, you had told me about a ministry that you started in the Ankeny area for women who had had abortions. Yes. Tell me why um, you started that ministry and just a little story about it. Okay, well, it was really birthed out of my own story as a... I grew up in a Christian home, but as a teenager, I found myself in a relationship I shouldn't have been in and participating in activities I shouldn't have been in. And I found myself in a crisis pregnancy, and I made the hasty choice to have an abortion. And I did not tell anybody about it for years. And eventually, after 10 years of marriage, I told my husband. And um, that kind of began the journey. I I opened up and let myself be vulnerable and it really began a journey and I felt like the Lord was leading me to share with the women at our church Hmm. and at that point our children were old enough that they kind of understood some things I'm kind of a believer and you don't tell them information when they They don't don't need it yeah yeah, they can't understand it yeah it kind of tarnishes their purity a little Uh bit too soon so Uh I had talked with them about it and I went to our women's director and we set a date and I shared with the ladies and afterwards, a gal came up to me and said, have you ever been through any sort of um, like abortion recovery or aftercare program? And I said, I've never even known there was such a thing. And so she put me in touch with an organization in Kansas City called um, If Not For Grace. Huh. And they walked me long distance through um, some material. And then... It so there was off- nothing around here? No, I could not find anything. Huh. And so they offered me the opportunity then also to go to one of their retreat weekends. They called it a reconciliation weekend. So I went to Springfield, Missouri for that. Huh. And out of that, the Lord just began to open doors. And in 2010, I started my first... Um, small group of my own, leading them through abortion recovery, Bible study type material. And then it was just one of those things that it was, I would have been disobedient because it was so obvious that the doors that the Lord was opening for me to just continue ministering to women. And so it was really something that the Lord took me through my own journey so that I could come alongside other women and take them through the same type of journey. So are you still the only one in the area that has this sort of ministry? Well, there are some small, um, like there's some of the Iowa Right to Life. They, I believe they have something in-house. There are some crisis pregnancy centers that are small that have something in-house. But as far as um, something that kind of goes in and out of churches a lot, I'm uh-huh. really there's not a whole lot. I'm not saying there aren't any, right. but um, we're not. there's not a lot said about what, what's right. going on on this topic. So. Right. Yeah, it's kind of hush-hush. It is. Huh. It really is. So you found kind of a niche that wasn't being addressed, and you decided that that was God's leading for you. Yeah, exactly. That is, that's such a great story. So you said you were a Christian when this happened, a young Christian, a teenager. Um, why do women, even Christian women, choose to end the life of their unborn children? Well, I think that's, that can be really a complicated thing because a lot of women, whether they're Christians or not, a lot of times it's based on fear. There's a lot of 
reasons that they see to justify um, aborting their child. Many times as Christians, though, we fear what people are going to say to us, especially as a young teenage girl. You know, um, sometimes we need to watch as adults what we say, even about, right. oh, did you hear about so-and-so being pregnant or, or whatever it might be. You know, young right. ears hear those things and they take them to heart. And so I had, personally, I had a lot of fear of what the church would say to me if they found mm -hmm. out. Not just that I was pregnant, it would be obvious then they would find out that I was having sex outside of marriage. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, a lot of times the abortion is to cover up their sin. You know, mm -hmm. women might be married, have mm -hmm. an affair and get pregnant, and the abortion is to cover up the sin. Right. Um, and so that, for the Christian community, that's probably the biggest thing. When they're not Christians, a lot of times it's, they don't see... Um, it as something that can fit into their life at that time. Hmm. I've had women that have had multiple children and decide they can't handle any more children or whatever. And they, but ultimately, they come to regret that. Hmm. It's something that we make in a hasty moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's why it's called a crisis pregnancy. Right, We're in a right, crisis, and right. so we make a decision right. instead of really weighing our options and uh -huh. seeing what can we do to make this It's happen. kind of an in-the-moment decision absolutely. rather than looking at the long-term yes, effects. Yes, absolutely. So it's not just young girls you're dealing with? No. Huh. And honestly, there's very few girls that will come to me in their 20s that are maybe just, you know, five, six years post-abortive. A lot of the women are 10, 20, 30 years after their abortions before they will come out. I have seen in the last um, couple years some girls in their 20 with the, what they have now with the RU486. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, uh -huh. There's a lot more trauma involved in that because they take those pills, they go home, and they really abort their babies at home by themselves, and it oh, can wow. be very traumatic. And so I'm seeing those women kind of start to come a little sooner, but mm -hmm. part of it is there's so much trauma that they're having a hard time coping with a little bit of of what their experience right. was. So how do we know that God values life, you know, and values children, values families? How do we know that? Well, I think we could start with the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. Okay. And that's a very, you know, that's what abortion is. And right. The, I know there's the whole debate, when does life really right. begin? I believe that life begins at conception. conception. And we there's lots of places in the Bible we could probably look at and say mm -hmm. that. And um, But, you know, Jesus even said, you know, let the children come to me. And, mm -hmm. he, and um, he, he talks about how children are a reward. Mm -hmm. So I've, it's quite clear that he values children. I think it's clear, too, that he values family because, um, you know, he puts the lonely in families. He understands yes. the importance of a family mm -hmm. um, to come around each other, to support each other. Mm -hmm. um, he, the family, the body of the Christ, right. family concept. Exactly, and he uses his body, that family symbol all the time throughout the scriptures. Exactly, and there's, I believe it's in um, Deuteronomy where he says, um, I put before you life and death, blessings and curses, mm -hmm. and he tells us to choose life. And I realize there's a bigger context to right. that scripture, but at the same time, we get we have before us life and death. And we can choose. Mm -hmm. So if a woman has decided she's going to have an abortion, how can we as the church show her a better way? And I think there's a lot of ways. Um, I think, first of all, is eliminating what she sees as the need for her abortion. And that can look like so many different things. There are young teenage girls that, you know, they're afraid to tell their parents because of how their parents might respond. So creating a safe environment in the church is the first place for these mm. young girls to come. You know, what are we communicating to our 
to our youth? What are we communicating to, you know, our women and our mm-hmm. women's ministry group that, mm-hmm. hey, we love unconditionally and we okay. are the hands and the feet of Christ. And, you know, we what we don't want is for those young girls to feel that if they're pregnant, the church is the wrong place to go because they're going to get their hands slapped. They've The truth is they've already done something wrong. Now we need to make sure that they don't make a second mistake Uh by aborting that child. And so when they come to us, then what do we have to offer them? Do we have finances to offer them if that's the case? You know, maybe... you know, maybe they're a college student mm-hmm. and they don't even have the, the resources to buy a baby bed, you mm-hmm. know. So they look at all of those simple little things and I can't have a baby, I can't afford diapers mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it might be that they're going to be kicked out of their home. Do we have resources available? Ruth Harbor in Des Moines is a wonderful resource for housing um, young women who are pregnant. Mm. They disciple the women. It's Christian-based. It's wonderful. If they want to put the baby up for adoption. Do we have resources of local adoption agencies that we can talk to these young girls about and then put them in contact with those places? Mm-hmm. If they choose to parent the baby, mm-hmm. there's um, a wonderful organization called Young Lives of Des Moines, and it's actually a mentoring, um, Christian mentoring for um, teenage moms. And they even let the girls go to summer camp in the summer, and they take childcare along to watch the girls as kids, what so they can just be idea. teenagers. Yeah, because they is. miss that. Yeah, exactly. And those are all those excuses, though, that these young girls think, "Oh, I'm too young. I've got life ahead of me." And what if I want to do things? And we need to be able to eliminate all of those. Right, excuses. and show them the options. Right, right. And if they come into us and they think they're pregnant. You know, right here in Ames is um, Informed Choices. Mm -hmm. They offer free pregnancy testing Mm -hmm. and counseling. And um, again, just a wonderful organization to help these young girls as they're struggling. Because there's a real um, business out there in trying to sell abortions. And Mm -hmm. if they get into the wrong place and hear the wrong message, they're going to end up in that abortion clinic. And so it's just so important that we as a church let these young people and even these adult women know that we, we want to help. We aren't uh-huh. here to condemn. We want to help. Um, I think one of the other things I think is important to address here is people will come in and say, well, you know, there should be abortion in cases of rape and incest. And I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, really it makes up about 1% of abortions. Mm-hmm. But I guess what my thing would be is why should that child, that innocent pay child, for. pay for the crime of mm-hmm. the parent? Mm-hmm. And so those are all things that we need to talk to people about. And sometimes when you're going into somewhere that's trying to sell you an abortion, they aren't telling you all of those things. Right. And so as a church, I think it's good that we be equipped with information to mm-hmm. give them, as well as just our open arms and hearts mm-hmm. to receive them. It might be even that, um, you know, people taking these young pregnant girls into their homes for a season and, you know, just as how, how are we responding to the yeah. church, to this It's need? almost really hush-hush. It is. No one talks about it. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons I wanted you to come talk about it. So it wouldn't be so taboo and we could talk more openly about this reality. Yeah. I think it's awesome when we, people throw a baby shower for a teenage mom mm-hmm. having a baby because, you know, that's kind of, oh, this isn't the right timing might be what people are saying, right. but it's so important that we still celebrate that life that's in that womb and that's coming. It's a gift. It Absolutely. And sometimes we treat it like it's not. Right. That's, that's an, I love the baby show idea. Yeah. Love that. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your ministry called Restored by Grace. Yes. Um, and so how do you how do you give hope to women who have experienced abortion? You mentioned some ways the church can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do specifically with your ministry? Well, what I do is um, 
first of all, when I have a, a gal contact me, I like to get together with them and just hear stories, share stories. What a lot of women that have had abortion feel is that they are very alone in their circumstance and their story. And what they find is that there's a very similar pain. And but our stories might be a little different, but we have a very similar pain. And so we'll um, then get in, them into one of our recovery groups, and it lasts about nine weeks. And there'll be other women in there who will share their stories. And all of a sudden, they start to realize, wow, I thought maybe I was the only person that felt that way. Huh. And they felt so much shame for feeling some of their feelings or just felt um, kind of outside of society in some right. ways because right. they had some of these um, just off in their emotional thinking because that's what abortion does it damages right. us emotionally right um, spiritually and many times physically so after the nine weeks though they have the opportunity to go to what we call a reconciliation weekend and we um, focus on reconciling with God hmm. reconciling with ourselves mm -hmm. with others involved in our abortion decision and ultimately reconciling with the child and wow. we end the weekend with a memorial service where we get to honor our child that we lost and um, as hard as some people might say, oh, that sounds so difficult, I can tell you from my own personal experience as well as, you know, the many other women that I've taken through the weekend, it is so healing because it's like you finally bring closure to something. Not that you forget that, about this child that you lost, mm -hmm. but it's like you finally give them the proper place in your heart hmm. instead of um, too many times we don't want to talk about it and we numb ourselves to thoughts and even... Um, what could have been with our child. Hmm. But in really processing and letting the Lord minister to our hearts, we get mm -hmm. to hold that child in the place in its heart. Well, and you get heart. to love it. Exactly, exactly. And did, you, did you, in the past, before you were healed by grace, did you feel like you shouldn't think about that or you couldn't allow yourself to ruminate about the possibilities? Well, I think I thought it was too painful. Huh. I think that for me to let myself think about things like, oh, my child would be maybe a senior in high school or whatever it might be, or they would be, those things were too hard. So as quickly as the thought would come, I would quickly try and dismiss it because I just couldn't let my heart go there. It was just... You didn't have permission? No. No. So these weekends almost give the women permission to think about the baby. Absolutely. And for a lot of them, it's, it's very... Um, there's a lot of fear in what's going to happen when I meet my baby someday in eternity. Right. And it's we get to talk about there's no judgment in heaven. There's just going to be a joyous reunion. Right. And it gives them so much peace in what the future is huh. too. So, Yeah, I bet you see girls come in very fearful and come out full of life. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh. It's I can't I can't tell you how amazing it is and and I just get to partner with the Lord in it. It's, right. Uh, and that's one of the things that is so beautiful, really, about it is the Lord so wants to minister to these women that have been hurt by abortion. And I just get to come along Him and see Him do yeah. the work. Because there's weeks where I'll think, I'll go home and I'll let my intercessors know, could you be praying? It's kind of right. been a hard week. And we come back the next week, and I won't have talked to these ladies, but the Lord has ministered to them during the week. And it's just... Yeah, I, I can't even tell you how amazing it is. Right. But I know it's so the Lord's heart. To right. I can tell by the look on your face, but it's just such a wonderful experience for you. It is. It is. And I just get to celebrate it with yeah. them. And, yeah. It's fun to find out where the Lord is working and be able to join him in it. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you tell a woman who comes to you and has experienced abortion but has never told anyone? You said you didn't tell your husband even for 10 years. Yeah. 
and a lot of it was just like I said I hadn't told anybody um, it was very much I kept the secret and then I had asked um, my boyfriend at the time not to tell anybody mm -hmm. and he would try and bring it up and I would really say I don't want to talk about it mm -hmm. I mean that's how bad it was it was I really just thought I would take my secret to my grave did you ever stuff it so far that you didn't think about it or did you think about it all the time I think I oh I stuffed it quite a ways that it didn't come up and, and then all of a sudden something would happen that would trigger a memory or a thought and mm -hmm. and those are those are hard because then yeah. all of a sudden it's like um, it's like that beach ball that you're trying to hold right, under the water right? it's exhausting huh. and that's the way um, so many women feel is it is exhausting keeping secrets from people you're in close relationship with right you know from your parents, whatever it might be. So if I could say anything to them, I would tell them, I cannot believe how good it has felt huh. to not have that secret anymore. Um, there's times where it's not like I like to share my testimony. Don't get me wrong. It's not like it's something you want to brag about. Right. That you exactly. had an abortion. Right. But at the same time, when I get up and I share in front of a group of people, there's times where I just feel like shame is broken off of me as I even talk because it's like, I'm not, I'm, where the enemy of my soul had power over me. Exactly. It's like he's losing it the more I... Satan loves secrets yeah, the because more... they're in the dark. Exactly. And that's where he works. Exactly. So So what were the reactions from your husband and like your parents? Yeah, those are really good questions um, because those are things we definitely fear. But I had prayed for months before I told my husband, actually six months. And I... Because uh, I, I knew it wasn't going to be the way I could tell him it was going to be definitely I wanted the Lord to prepare, prepare him. him for it because here I had lied to him all these years you right know? and I can tell you that the way he responded was 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 beautiful um, it was he he said I'm so sorry if I've ever said anything to make you feel like you know you couldn't tell me about it or I'm you know I'm sorry if I ever said anything that caused you more harm mm -hmm. and I've always told people I said it felt felt like that was like our second anniversary because it was like for years I only let my husband know a part, part of me of and I was hiding this piece of almost like you tear a corner off a yeah. tissue yeah. I was hiding that piece of tissue behind my back and then he got to know all of me huh and that's how it was in really all of my relationships then as I shared with my close friends it was mm -hmm. like the piece of me that I thought was so unlovable mm -hmm. I was letting them love which brought so much healing to me hmm. um, telling my mom and dad um, I was really afraid because I was more concerned about hurting them at this point than right. I was telling them. Or disappointing them, maybe. Exactly, that too. And um, they cried, um, uh -huh. and they, they apologized that they didn't, if I felt they weren't safe for me to come to at that time. I mean... No one gave you judgment. No, not at all. They all kind of took it upon themselves to say they were sorry. Exactly. And that was, that was so much what I needed. And I tell ladies when they say, well, I'm so afraid that... So and so is going to respond this way, and and in the, especially in the church, I don't know why women are so afraid to come out in the church. And mm -hmm. I always say, you know what though, that's not how Jesus receives you. Jesus has forgiven you, and He accepts you right. today. He loves you, and so for anyone to respond less than the way Jesus responds to uh -huh. you, it's really a sign of maybe them and not you, and huh. maybe their immaturity in right. loving you the way Christ has called them to love you. Yeah. So it's, but it's, um, I can't tell you how good it truly feels though. And I would just tell women to find someone they can confide in. Right. And you might think, well, I don't know who I can confide in. Um, 
I would say they could come to you to confide right. in, right, Tori? That yeah. you're someone that they could come to. I know that um, the Buntings here mm -hmm. at, at, mm -hmm. at your church are right. Do some a lot with the life ministries. Uh -huh. I know Kathy would be one that ladies could confide in. Right. And I know we're talking to ladies here too, but there's a lot of men out there that have been hurt. Huh. Um, they've lost a child as well. Right. Um, sometimes they were supportive of it, and sometimes their girlfriend or wife might have aborted their child without their no. support. Uh -huh. And wow. you know, there again, there are people here that they can come talk to. And, right. And I don't know if you want to speak to some of the things that you guys have here. Yeah, I think I'm going to um, put some resources okay. on the site where we post this podcast. And so if people are looking for um, who to go to next, the next step, they can go to that list and call or look up any of those resources. And that, that's where they can get help. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was looking at your, your website, you have a verse on the top about, uh, I can't remember exactly, maybe it's in the Psalms about, uh, God brought you to a wide open space and gave you freedom. What is that? Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I was so consumed with holding this beach mm -hmm. ball under the right, water right. that I couldn't focus on what really all the things that, really all the beauty that was around me in some ways. Right. Because was, was, you were so, was, having using so much energy. Oh, yeah. It was almost a self-centered thing. And yeah. so in coming into freedom, uh -huh. it was like, I remember the first time I even walked into a public place after I went through a reconciliation weekend, uh -huh. I literally felt like I was holding my head higher, like, and there was a weight that just had been lifted off of me. It was like I was really free to be who God made me to be. Uh -huh. I wasn't, I could really begin to seek the Lord and what He was calling me into even. Right. It wasn't like I was held back by all these insecurities about my shortcomings, uh -huh. because that's what it was. I was so consumed with oh, I'm a mess, or people would compliment me. Oh, Lord, you're such a nice person. Uh -huh. And I, my first thought would be, oh, if you really knew the truth about really? me. And it just held me back. Uh -huh. It held me back from people, um, you know, if someone would have asked me to do something, I probably would have thought, maybe I'm not capable of doing this because of this. Huh. It just, it was constantly in my identity. It's like identity. a chain on your foot. Almost. Yeah, and that's what a lot Hold of women down. don't realize how much the choice of an abortion years ago affects their lives today. Huh. It really, it affects relationships. Um, it affects, lots of times women deal with um, anger and rage because there's all this unresolved emotion within them. Uh -huh. um, and the biggest thing is when you have unresolved grief, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, um, you just um, think about if you lost, have you ever lost somebody close? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's hard to, You maybe you're so busy, you just know you need a good cry. Uh-huh. But with an abortion, a lot of times women never let themselves cry. And so they learn to cope eventually with this unresolved emotion uh -huh. and grief. And it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. Uh, yeah. And it, I can't tell you. I just, I, I don't even know what the word is besides to put to the freedom, freedom. That, that I have felt. And, uh -huh. and I've heard others say that they can see it about me. Uh -huh. um, I don't worry so much about what people are going to, think of me. Uh -huh. Not that I do things foolishly, yeah. but you know, just right. to be able to even speak to somebody, hey, here's here's how I feel about what maybe is going on. I didn't feel like I had that authority or that right because I had all, I just saw myself so mixed You'd put up. great judgment on yourself. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's probably, um, yeah, that's a big one for women that have dealt with, have made the decision to have an abortion uh -huh. that, um, is... We take, took on a lot of guilt, mm -hmm. and even though 
sometimes we realize that God has forgiven us, mm -hmm. we really haven't reconciled with ourselves. Hmm. And I'm not saying um, self-forgiveness necessarily, mm -hmm. although I think that there's a part of that there, but it's really being okay with ourselves again. Hmm. Yeah, forgiving yourself for making a, a mistake because God has already forgiven it and yeah, extended grace. Absolutely, and it's receiving His. When uh -huh. we really understand and receive the depths of His forgiveness, uh -huh. that makes a big difference too. But right. when we don't see ourselves as worthy of that deep forgiveness, it's really hard to truly accept it and walk in it. Right, and when you know you're dearly loved, like it says in Ephesians, uh, as dearly loved children do this, you know, and when you, you understand and really believe you're dearly loved, you will think about things differently and do things differently yeah. because you trust the Father who dearly loves you. Yeah, and I can look at that with my own children and say, you know, it doesn't matter the mistake you made. I will always love you. And when we look at God's love is even greater than that for us as his children. Exactly. I mean, that he loves us unconditionally. He hates the sin that he loves us so, right. so much. Right. I love it that you have come to a, a place um, of freedom. I can just see it in your whole demeanor that you're free. You're not pushed down. We're not pushing that beach ball down anymore, but you've gotten on the, in this wide open place and you're free. Yeah. So that's such a beautiful thing. It feels great. I bet. Yeah. Would you like to um, pray for the women listening today who... Um, let's say they're hiding any secrets, uh, abortion or otherwise, and that God would show them a better way, a wide open place where they can experience true grace and freedom. Yeah. I'm going to give you my website address yes, too. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. It is, um, restored by grace ministries. Okay. Dot com. And it's all one word. It is all one word. Okay. And there's a few testimonies out there as well as a little bit about myself and what we do. And, um, women can sure email me at Laura at RestoredByGraceMinistries.com and I would love to get together with them or whatever direction we need to go. If it's just someone to talk to, that's fine too. Fantastic. I love it that they have this resource. All right, okay. why don't you pray yeah. for that woman who's in a really scary place because yeah. you've been there. Yeah. So Lord, I just thank you, first of all, for just the opportunity to, to be your voice and share your truth. And Lord, I just, um, I just pray for any woman out there today, Lord, that is struggling with um, just the pain of her past, whether it be an abortion or a divorce or um, an adulterous relationship, or sometimes, Lord, we even feel guilty because of a miscarriage, which was totally out of our control. And Lord, I just ask that you would just minister to these women, Lord, that you would bring them into that place where they, they feel safe and they feel free to step forward for help and to search out your truths. And Lord, I just would... Um, my heart, Lord, is that they're, the lies that they have bought into and believed, Lord, that those lies would be replaced with your truth, with your love and your grace and your mercy, and, and that they would know the truth and that that truth would set them free. And so, Lord, I just thank you um, for this um, opportunity. I thank you, Lord, for this church and this body of believers and, and all that they do for these women. And I just um, ask that you would just continue to bless this ministry and... Um, just bless the women in there in the in the church and Lord I bless Tori and her group of ladies I ask Lord that you would just give them wisdom to just as the women come to them Lord that they would just have answers even Lord mm -hmm. that they wouldn't know where they would come from but that you through your Holy Spirit would just speak to them and and give them um, truth to pass on to all of these women and we just thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness in Jesus name Amen Amen Thanks so much for coming today oh, Laura thank This you is going to be such me. a help to so many women mm -hmm.
Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?